0: This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. My name is Joey fians I am a physical medicine and rehab physician um, who has a background in uh, somewhat a wide variety of sports medicine, um, as well as have had the extensive opportunity to work with Uh, Folks with uh, physical challenges um, such as spinal cord injury, stroke, brain injury, uh, both on the inpatient hospital setting um, as well as the outpatient um, setting, um, in addition to spending some time with these folks uh, out in the outdoors and um, enjoying and appreciating the unique opportunity that these folks have once they've kind of tackled the acute phase of of their um, condition, Uh, kind of work their way through the both medical and physical aspect of their new challenges due to, you know, various medical conditions. But then uh, graduating or, you know, moving on to the opportunity, they have to once again enjoy the outdoors, um, which... You know, when you when you're out there with uh, someone um, like a friend or a family member, the outdoors really um, presents uh, just such an amazing um, opportunity for experience and and you know, elevation of mood, elevation physically. But when you get someone who's had to work their way back from uh, some sort of physical condition that limits them um it's all the more um amazing to get with them in the outdoors and see uh just just watch them and observe them being able to enjoy that once again and so you know as we as we talk about wilderness medicine and specifically folks who uh have some sort of physical challenge uh that is either you know Present since birth, or uh, something that uh, came on suddenly, or uh, someone that <clears throat> say has something like uh, multiple sclerosis, where it was a gradual onset, where they started to see some of their physical ability start to decline. Um, for them to be able to continue to access the outdoors and enjoy that uh, is is quite unique, and you know, and I, I think you know something we should you know really celebrate. Uh, and um, and make an effort to be a part of that. So, something to think about, though, is is you know when you, when you have that opportunity, when you have that experience to bring someone, um, you know, to to enjoy that outdoor experience with someone uh, in this, you know, setting. You also want to be well prepared. Uh, you want to you know just 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 in. Someone who has no physical limitations or medical limitations has to prepare for the outdoors extensively, um, and even more so, someone who you know has diabetes, they have to think about extra steps, extra preparation. Um, and so when we, we think about someone that has maybe had a stroke or a spinal cord injury or a brain injury or has you know any sort of musculo. Uh, neurological disorder, we we have to even more so think about that preparation phase. So one thing that I've observed uh, over my years of working with folks with, um, you know, physical, neurological, uh, even cognitive disabilities is that um, we we sometimes tend to label that person or call them by what their condition is. So You know, we we would say that's the guy or the patient with the MS or stroke or polio, Um, and and that's important when you're preparing for the outdoors or you're in the outdoors. You still need to keep that in the back of your mind because the challenges that you'll uh, potentially um, encounter of someone uh, with a particular medical condition, um, you know, you, you would you would need to be always screening them in the back of your mind and continuing to think about, um, you know, what challenges may be unique to them. So like in multiple sclerosis, um, too much exertion over a a period of time or too much heat can really have a uniquely uh, negative impact on their ability to continue on a trip or a, a, you know, excursion. So those are, those are two just simple things in that particular condition that, we would need you need to think about you know and 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 in preparation you know if you know that that's going to be a part of the excursion or the adventure you know it's probably something to consider maybe saying hey let's change it let's do something different um etc or even if it's if that's not changeable then probably telling the person hey this may be one to you know to sit out unfortunately this may not be the right um activity for you um but um, when you do, you do bring you know someone say with, with MS on a, a trip, and, and we see this in physical therapy in the inpatient and outpatient setting. You know we forget what they what they have sometimes, and we tend to overwork them. Hey, work harder, you're going to get better. When that's actually not the case. Um, but um, kind of going back to what I was saying is, um, we need to also remember that um, you know these people that we've kind of labeled with their medical condition are people, you know, more importantly they're a whole person. So so they're just as susceptible to everything else as a, as as anybody else. Um, rest, you know, proper hydration, um, monitoring, you know, their their urinary output, things like that when you're in the outdoors is, is just as important. And then on top of that you have another layer of things that you need to think about preventively, uh trying to catch things uh in the early phases, obviously if you know, you start to have Uh, a recognizable issue. Um, So one such instance is in spinal cord injuries um, that occur, um, particularly above the C6 level, um, are uh, quite susceptible or can be susceptible to something called autonomic dysreflexia. Um, And this can lead to just a wide variety of uh, symptoms. And the sooner you catch them, the much better because with autonomic dysreflexia, it can lead to ultimately something like a stroke or even cardiac arrest because what happens is that um, from a basic cardiovascular or physiological standpoint, their their blood pressure can skyrocket, but their heart rate can drop. And so you can kind of imagine how that affects their cardiac output and then can lead to a stroke or cardiac arrest. But some of the, some of the early symptoms that you can identify in someone like that um, – would be, you know, they start sweating more than usual, anxiety, you know, you check their pulse, it's lower than you'd anticipate for that particular activity they're involved in. They can have dilated pupils, even goosebumps um, on the lower part of their body that's below the level of the spinal cord injury. So and something as simple as like a stuffy nose can be the earliest sign. So you can kind of see how, you know, this, this could be quite challenging, um, but how it you know, that, that vigilance um, on the part of those who are responsible, you know, or have the training to help um, all the participants on an adventure, um, you know, how, how much they'll rely on you. So, so some things that can cause autonomic re- dysreflexia can be as simple as like an ingrown toenail, um, you know, just just some um, constipation, uh, some a pressure sore, or even like a sunburn. So, um so as you can see some of those are are fairly unique to the outdoors, like a sunburn or a you know something that just is rubbing that that may not be something they experience in regular activity, but that as as they participate in an outdoor activity and they're placed in say a modified wheelchair or even uh you know on a raft or something like that, it may be a new environment that they're not able to uh, understand how it affects their condition so Going back to um, some applicable you know, thoughts, you know that, that I have, and and that, that you, you know, others may have, when you're looking at, you know, and enjoying an outdoor adventure with, you know, a family member, or a friend, or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, that has some sort of, you know, uh, physical or cognitive challenge, um, I think preparation is is, you know, obviously the most important thing, because if you're prepared, um, it'll really, you know, give you the the best chance of having success. Um, I, I remember, uh, when I was in college, someone taught me the seven P's, which is prior proper preparation prevents pitifully poor performance. So, you know, it's, you you get out there and and you just don't want to be caught off guard. Um, especially in someone with, you know, a condition where it could, could really, you know, Threaten their life, or make it a, a the um, you know rescue you know really challenging, or you know cause a situation where they become further impaired, or you know have a, forbid a, a you know a, a life challenging uh, circumstance. So as, as you as you kind of look at that, you know just kind of saying, okay, is it is this something you know something I want to um, you know. Uh, do do i you know it, it can be daunting i think for some people to think about taking someone in the outdoors um especially informally because there are a lot of organizations um throughout the world that are dedicated to giving people with um you know physical and cognitive challenges the opportunity to enjoy the outdoors and they have volunteers and they have trained individuals and they have equipment that's all been you know set aside for these experiences and th- and that's you know those are wonderful but when you're thinking about you know Taking a friend or family member um, into the outdoors that say has a stroke, you know, like for instance, my, my father had multiple strokes and he had some uh, visual impairments. He had um, some you know hemiparesis on one side of his body. And so when you talk about taking someone like that into the outdoors, um, you know, you you, you really want to be prepared. And I think you know in in my mind, one of the best ways to just um, you know, really make this come to fruition is to start small, right? So so don't don't bite off more than you can chew. Don't get too aggressive. Um, and sometimes those really short little trips, whether it be a hike or, you know, anything like that, can be rewarding in and of itself, right? So you get them out there. They see some sunlight. They see, um, you know, listen to the sounds of nature. And, and that can be just really uplifting for them because when you have uh, something that's physically or cognitively um, uh, limiting um, you can imagine you know just like someone that's fully healthy they're homebound kind of like we had with with covid it it's it can be depressing it can be you know it can it can have you know afflict you in many ways so one of these folks who is is kind of you know maybe somewhat trapped inside their own body or mind you get them outside you get them into new they're seeing new things they're hearing new things the 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 impact can be immense to make that a successful trip ultimately start small get out there do something small and see how it goes see how they respond see you know both during the activity and after um and then from there kind of say okay let's let's do a little bit more so um just kind of like you can imagine you know um if you're not a runner and you're going to go do a marathon that's probably not the the optimal, you know, next step. You kind of say, "Hey, why don't you go out and run a half mile and see how it feels?" And that and that al- also prevents someone from having, you know, injuries. It's the best way to just just gradual. And so in these individuals that that kind of even more gradual, you know, step toward a bigger goal. You know what, and 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 making it their goal is, is even you know more important in some senses. Where, you know, the if, if their goal is to climb a certain peak or, you know, run run a river or they want to, um, you know, whatever the adventure is, um, start small, see how it goes, um, and you know taking those preparatory steps for that even just a small um, adventure will let you know, in your mind or kind of give you an understanding of, of, you know, what it may be to do something bigger. Right. So, um, you know, so you're asking them questions, you're learning about, um, unique challenges that they have with their particular condition. Um, because each person obviously is going to have, you know, you know, you talk about the world of stroke and the physical cognitive limitations and then beyond that, um, could be, you know, bowel and bladder uh, issues that are, that are not, uh, you know, totally normal for the healthy individual. So you'll want to think about that. You'll want to think about swallowing issues that they may have. Um, and then just like in general, anyone that is in these, you know, these categories can have um, exercise tolerance issues. And so so, you know, understanding all those things on a smaller scale can help you understand if you can, you know, truly dream up the big, you know, the big adventure and go for it. And that is both um, really exciting, but also can be, um, a, you know, a, a, a dose of reality for both you and, you know, whoever you're thinking of uh, uh, taking out on these, these adventures. And so, you know, it's kind of like um, with, you know, when someone has a stroke, you um, uh, or any sort of other you know type of of, of of injury that 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 can physically limit them. Sometimes you're talking about taking away the car keys, and you're ta- talking about um, you know all sorts of things that you know I hear stairs safe. So so you know you apply that same principle to the outdoors, and and I think that setting some realistic expectations, um, so you, you, you know and, and hopes right. So you wanna you wanna hope, you wanna dream big. But then also kind of decide: Hey, is this, you know, is this is this realistic? Is it realistic to, to to go for the bigger bigger thing, or do we just enjoy a lot of small, little outdoor adventures, and you know, make those varied, you know, so vary where those occur, um, uh, you know, and 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 obviously thinking ahead of controlling what you're exposing uh, this person to, right? So again looping back to the MS you know you don't want to take them to a a desert right because they're going to get too hot and that'll just ruin the adventure um but uh you know so 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 in essence you know planning ahead thinking ahead having really good open communication and understanding the depth and breadth of their uh, physical and cognitive limitations is is the most important thing so one particular thing that is quite um common in folks with You know, these type of disabilities is sensory abnormalities, whether it be heightened or more often it can be, you know, numbness or lack of sensation in the, in the limbs, especially. So you can imagine how that, you know, and we've seen this, but when you, when you're in the outdoors with someone who does not have good sensation, they can run into a, you know, a whole host of problems. If, you know, you're with, you're with a kid, you know healthy kid in the outdoor and he starts getting a blister you're going to hear about that they're going to be you know it's going to really impact your trip potentially but on the flip side someone who is you know say has a spinal cord injury or stroke may not be feeling blisters or you know pressure wounds that are starting to occur and so as you can imagine it's it's all the more challenging because with with this example of a kid that's the alarm, right, that something's going wrong and that you need to attend to a condition that can affect the success of your trip. When you talk about someone who doesn't have this natural alarm that goes off, it can get down a pretty you know, long path or, or hole uh, to where once you discover it, if you're not being vigilant, um, it can really affect your trip, right, To the to the point where you're talking about you know, uh, um, you know, potentially, um, you know, very disabling, you know, acutely disabling situation. Um, And that's, so, so all the more important that you kind of go through these, you know, with, when you're with someone in the outdoors that has disabilities, you're you're all the time having to go through checklists, kind of like an airplane taking off. Or when I did river trips, we, before you'd put the boat on the water, you'd have to say, okay, I got to, whole host of things I got to go through and you have to cognitively and consciously think about those things no one's gonna there's no alarm system that's gonna tell you that they're happening or that they were done incorrectly or that you didn't do them you have to be on a regular basis thinking about them so skin checks both you know you know simply you know morning evening if it's a multi-day trip or before and after Kind of think of that like a tick check, right? If you go into an environment where there's a risk of, of getting a tick, you have to look at their feet. You look at, um, you know, and, and, and sometimes this may involve, you know, a little bit more, um, you know, check, kind of kind of more like a physical exam that you're doing where you're checking, you know, in between the thighs and the backside to see if, hey, is there something occurring? Is there some redness that looks like an early pressure stage, you know, ulcer or a wound that we need to be aware of and then modify because when you modify things, that's when you're going to, you know, have success. So, so that, that's a simple example um, is, is, you know, sensory abnormalities, you know, someone with those and you're in the, you're in the wilderness, you're out in the outdoors, you're enjoying a, a day trip. Um, you just need to be aware of those similar to as you would like a, like a tick check. It's just got to be done. It's important. Um, it'll prevent. Sometimes, you, if they come back from an adventure, and they have developed a negative, you know, or a you know something physical that occurred, that subsequently you know puts them in the doctor's office. They have to have medical care. the The, the big concern there is, you know, and I've seen this is it it becomes a detriment for their desire to participate further in the outdoors. and And that's the last thing you want to do is. Have someone you know kind of go out on a limb, go on an adventure, have positive experience initially. They see, you know, see the sun, they're out in the sun, they're feeling the wind, they're they're, you know, experiencing the exhilaration of the, the the event. But then come back and have it be ultimately like a negative experience on the back end. So then then you start to get they start to wonder if they want to ever do that again. So it's th- th- this. This is some of the unique challenges, right, of, of 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 enjoying the outdoors with folks with disabilities, and 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 so that that kind of preparation, you know, just being ultimately prepared, doing like a very gradual uptick um, in in activity, and 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 doing some test runs, and then secondly, um, when you're in the outdoors with them, thinking about the unique um, challenges that they present. On a regular basis to make sure you're not missing anything that could become a bigger issue both during your adventure and when you get back home. So, in conclusion, um, you know I presented some things that take time and energy, and 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 in a lot of cases will be more time and energy than you're used to exerting or you know um, um, doing when you when you participate in an outdoor adventure, but but ultimately, the reward of taking someone who has a physical or cognitive condition that's limiting and allowing them to experience um, again a new environment or or reexperience something that they haven't experienced in a long time um, and 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 that that just organic um outdoors experience that these these folks. Can enjoy the reward that that you'll observe. Um, in my experience, is well worth the effort and preparation and extra time that it takes. So, so you know, do it. Take them out there. You know, find someone, and that's, and that's kind of a little bit of a challenge. But find someone that 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 may need this. You know, it can really heighten their mood. It can really um, allow them to kind of break into that next uh, stage of uh, progress in in their condition, in, in most of these people, their lifelong condition. This ends our podcast on disabilities in the wilderness. Thank you very much for listening.